the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friend, do you have a spiritual dream? Could you write that dream on a piece of paper? Could you look at it week after week and month after month? Pray about it. Believe God. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. It's a joy to meet you and greet you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. The sermon this morning is Claiming the Promises. God has made great and precious promises to you, to me, and to everyone who will believe. Friend, do you believe in the Lord God Almighty? He believes in you. You have but to ask, and he will fulfill his promises to you. He promises to be with you, to answer prayer, to bless your life abundantly. Let's go into the sanctuary at the Largo Community Church and hear the message, Claiming the Promises of God. We're going to look at that magnificent old man, Caleb, 85 years old and still on the firing line for Jesus. He didn't have time to be negative. He never said a negative thing that I know of in the Bible. Everything he said was positive. He said, we can claim the land. The giants are too small. Friend, there are giants trying to block us. I talked about that last week. But the Lord is with us to bless us, to minister to us, and to help us. Caleb, while others, were, while others saw obstacles, he saw opportunities. Did you hear that? <laughs> Where others saw obstacles. Friends, stop looking at what other people are looking at. Stop listening to what other people are saying. If it's all negative, don't pick up on that. Don't let it go in. Put your spiritual fingers in your ears and say, praise the Lord. Friend, you can't hear that mess and still praise the Lord. You can't talk that and still praise the Lord for out of the mouth, bitter and sweet water doesn't come at the same time. What's happening is God is wanting to bless you and the devil is wanting to stop the blessing. Now we have a place and a part. If we were to pray about a particular situation more than we gossip about it, oh boy, woo. Somebody said, come on. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that. Caleb was gazing upon God and the promises of God. He did not look at the circumstances. The circumstances says one thing, but the word of God says something else. And Caleb was looking at that something else. Now, what I'm talking about today, when I said Caleb looked at the opportunities, not the obstacles. That's what I'm going to talk about so that you and I can learn how to not look at the obstacle, but to look at the opportunity. That's why we're talking about Caleb. 
so that we can see the opportunity. There are opportunities aglore for growing in Christ and having God's supernatural power manifested in our life. It's there. That's why we're talking about Caleb. So we can see a human being who did it. You see, Caleb wanted to finish big. And he did. Caleb gazed on God. Kept his focus on the Lord. He fully and wholeheartedly followed the Lord. Friend, when you wholeheartedly follow the Lord, you get wholehearted answers and wholehearted blessings. So here is God's promise to Israel. Let's back up and see. Watch him now. Now, we're going to see ourselves in here. I hope we do. I hope the Holy Spirit opens our understanding that we will see ourselves and we'll see how Caleb did it. You know, come on, you, Caleb, show me how to do it. That's what I'm trying to do today. Look at Caleb and watch how he did it so I can do it and get the kind of results that he got from the Lord. Here is Caleb and the people of Israel in Egypt. Egypt was a land of oppression, a land of slavery, a land of hard labor. Seventy people, Jews, went down into Egypt 400 years ago. When Moses led them out, over two million came out 400 years later. Israel had a land of promise. It was called Canaan. Egypt was not their land. Egypt was the land of oppression, of slavery, of hard labor. It reminds me of the world today. A lot of people, even Christians, they are a Jew, but they're in Egypt. We're a Christian, but we are so influenced by the negativity and the obstacles. Friend, we've got to get out of Egypt and get over there to the promised land where the promises of God are, are, are abundant. And God wants to give these promises and fulfill these promises to us. You see, Egypt was not their land. Canaan was their land. Years and years ago, before Caleb and Joshua and the people of Israel left Egypt, years and years ago, God promised to Abraham and to his seed, his posterity, that they would live in the land of Canaan someday. The land of Canaan, the promised land, the land that flows in with milk and honey. That's the Canaan. It's all the same, same place. They had their land. Egypt wasn't in the land. Friend, get out of Egypt. <laughs> come on, listen to me today. Get out of Egypt. There's going to come a blessing to you. God brought the people of Israel out supernaturally by his mighty power with all those plagues. They crossed the Red Sea. They came right up to the borderland. Friend, some of us are so near a blessing. Listen to me. We're so near, so close. The answer is right here. The very thing you've been praying about, God's ready to give it to you. You, you moved right up to it. Canaan was in front of the people of Israel, in front of all these Jews. They were right there. Moses took 12 men and he sent them out as spies. He said, now, you go over there into Canaan land. That's the land that God promised Abraham. And check it out. We want to know what we're up against so we can pray and believe God for God's intervention. They went over and they looked and they saw giants. Friend, listen to me. Listen to me. You're going to see what you're looking for. You're going to hear what you 
want to hear. They went over, 10 of them came back and said, oh, we can't do it. There are giants over there. We're going to go down. We're going to sink. Anybody can say we're going to sink. But it takes a believer to say we're going to triumph. It takes a believer who says, I've got my eyes on God. It takes a believer who says, the church belongs to Jesus. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes, the devil wants to bring the church down. That means he wants to bring you down. He wants to cause you to sink. And before the church sinks, you're going to sink. Friend, don't go down with the ship. Rise up in resurrection with your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And receive the promise and the blessing of God that he has for you. So here come the ten back. They had a negative report. They went over there and they measured themselves against what they saw. They said, there are giants over there. And we're no match for those giants. Two men came back, Joshua and Caleb, and said, we are more than a match. We can do it with God's help. We can go over there and conquer that land. God promised that land. That's the promises I'm going to be bringing to you next week. The promises of God and how we're going to get them. We're going to have to get our minds washed in the blood of the Lamb and get all that mess out of our minds that the devil has been putting in. We're going to have to have that happen or we're not going to have the spiritual blessing. But if you want the spiritual blessing, let the Lord with his word, the washing of the water of the word, let it cleanse your mind. Let your eyes of your spirit be focused on the Lord and then triumph victorious in him. So here's Caleb and Joshua. Sure, they were moved. They were deeply disturbed by what this negative report. The scripture says they were so disturbed that they tore their clothes. Yeah, I've heard things that I felt like I could just tear my clothes. Yeah, you preach and believe and teach and sing and worship year after year after year, and then bang, something comes, I could just tear my clothes. I thought, where have you been? What have you been listening to? Where has your growth been in Christ? Joshua, Caleb said, we can do it. We can do it. And the scripture says they tore their clothes. I mean, they, they were just human people like everybody else. And they, they were so disturbed. 400 years in that mess of Egypt. And now we're here. And you said we can't do it. That it's all over. No. The majority report was faithless. Doubtful, human. Minority report was believing, having faith, trusting God, acting on the promise of the Lord. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. 
what does Largo Community Church mean to me? It means continuous spiritual growth. This is a family of, of love and compassion that encourages me to participate in ministries that we have here at the church. I tell you, it, there's no end to the growth that I will achieve here at Largo Community Church. That's what ministry is all about. I am Robert Bradley. I am a Largo Community Church member. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. When I was in Divinity School, the academic dean, Dr. Kessel, tells this little humorous story. He said he was on a city line bus going down the street and uh, they'd stop about every block, every block, every block. And he said that they drove by a church and he said being a pastor, he's a minister, he said I, I looked out and I read what was on the church sign. And he said on the church sign it said why pray when you can worry? And he said <laughs> He said the bus went on and he thought to himself, I didn't read that right. I, no church is going to put that on a, on a sign out at the street for people to read. And he said, I reached up and I pulled the cord. And he said, I got off the bus. Even though I'm going to have to get on another bus and pay another fare. He said, I got off the bus. He said, I was troubled. I thought, I, I'm, I'm reading things that aren't, aren't really there. And he said, I walked back down and I stopped at that church sign. And I looked and I read it. And sure enough, it said, why pray when you can worry? You know, people like to worry. <laughs> yeah. One person said this. said, I feel bad when I feel good. Because I know that after a while I'll feel bad. <laughs> One lady said, I like worrying. Because when I don't worry, I get bored. One, one lady claimed, uh, she said, and she used this percentage, and it's correct. She said, 90% of the things that we worry about never happen. And that's proof that worrying works. <laughs> one man said, if you have no ulcers, you're not carrying your share of the load. <laughs> Friend, there's enough to worry about without causing somebody else to worry. <laughs> go worry somewhere else. I'm going to go pray. <laughs> I'm going to look to the God of peace and love and joy. I'm looking to the God who loves me and showed his love through Jesus Christ. Forty years they wandered in the wilderness, all because of that negative report. Forty years, all because they believed the ten and didn't believe and hear what the two said. They went into the promised land after 40 years of wandering. Now here was God's promise to Caleb. Now, we're looking at Caleb so we can see a human example 
that we can mimic. That's why we're looking at him today and last week. They got to the promised land, and uh, Caleb was ready to go in and take over what God had promised him. You see, 40 years prior to that, when he went over as a slave, as a, as a the, um, deliverer from slavery, a deliverer from Egypt, he went over with the 12. He saw this beautiful mountain. It was a luscious mountain. And in his heart, he, he coveted that mountain. He wanted that mountain. And he came back to Moses. Moses was still alive at that time. And he said, Moses, when we finally do go over there, when these naysayers stop hindering us from growing in the Lord, when we do, because we're actually going to go over there, and God will move the naysayers aside eventually. God's going to move them aside. And God did. He let them all die. And when they all died, then their posterity went over. He said, I want that, that, that mountain. I want Hebron. Now, there were giants over there, real big obstacles, trying to stop him from taking his inheritance. Moses went to God in prayer and told God, Caleb wants the mountain called Hebron. Shall we give it to him as an inheritance? And God said, give it to him because he saw it. He saw the promise with his own two eyes. Give him what he has been looking at. Friend, we've been looking at this for a long time. God's going to give it to us. He's going to give it to us, these promises. You see, in Hebron, there was a cave. And Abraham bought that cave from who owned it many, many years before. And when Sarah died, Abraham buried his wife there. When Abraham died... Abraham was buried there, and several other patriarchs were buried there. But then there was that whole mountain, including that burial cave. And Caleb said, I want that mountain. He was 85 years old, and he said, I'm as strong as I ever was. I have faith in God. For 40 years, he had been dreaming. That dream had been in his heart. 40 years ago, when he went out as a spy, he saw it, and he wanted it. For 40 years, he wouldn't let that dream go or that dream wouldn't let him go. Friend, do you have a spiritual dream? Could you write that dream on a piece of paper? Could you look at it week after week and month after month? Pray about it. Believe God and watch God do something and watch the Lord bring it to pass. They came back and they said, there are giants over there. Caleb There are giants and fortified cities and giants living in them. Caleb said, I can take it in the name of the Lord. With God's help, I can go over there and take that land. God has given it to me. God has given Friend, what has God given you? Celebrate it. Praise him for it. Give thanks. Caleb was dreaming for 40 years. And now the time had come. And the blessing of God was going to come to this dear brother in the Lord. There was a shoe company here in America who wanted to open a market in a third world country. And they sent a representative, sales representative, down to that third world country to check it out, much like checking out the spies, checking it out. And so the, the representative went down to the country, looked it over, sent word back to the main office. He said, nobody wears shoes down here. This is not a good market. People don't wear shoes down here. A little while later, another representative went down. And a representative, the second one, wrote back and said, 
No one wears shoes down here. Send me all the shoes you can send me. Friend, you see what you see. <laughs> Let's see the promises of God. Let's not be like the first sales representative. No one wears shoes down here. The other one says, no one wears shoes. That means we can sell a lot of shoes. God's promises are there for us to bless us. Gaze upon the Lord God. That's what Caleb did. He gazed not at the circumstances, not what was going on, but the promise of God that was still coming. He kept gazing upon the Lord. His awareness of God made the difference between Joshua and Caleb and their positive report and the negative report of the ten. The two, Joshua and Caleb, had an awareness of God. Friend, when you have an awareness of God, you feel holy. You feel clean. The negative just doesn't want to come out of your mouth or into your thoughts. An awareness of God. An awareness of God. Not an awareness of bad things that are going on, but the good things that God has promised. This awareness of God. The ten spies looked at themselves and they measured themselves by the giants. And they said, we're like grasshoppers. Joshua and Caleb looked at the giants and then they looked at God and they measured the giants by the almightiness of God and the giants looked like grasshoppers. Friend, don't let things loom up. Don't let things loom up. Only keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Follow him. He has blessings in store. Look at the life that you've already been given. Friend, Begin to thank God and the blessing of God will come. Begin to praise the Lord and give thanks to God and the blessing of God will come. Now the Lord is here this morning. He's here this morning. You've heard the word of God. You, you've seen a human example. You're a human just like Caleb and Joshua. What God did for them because of the focus on God and because of the awareness of God they were able to overcome and he got his inheritance. Let's grow in the Lord. Let's develop in God. Now, do you know what you want from God? Do you know what the promise of God is for you? Have you claimed that promise? Have you, I would encourage you when you leave today and go home to write that promise down on a piece of paper and bring it with you next week. God wants to do something. And he wants to do it in a big and beautiful way. And you're going to be greatly and wonderfully blessed. Praise the Lord. All right, let's bow our heads before God. Claiming the promises. Standing on the promises. Thank you for Lord for making promises to us. You never made a promise that you can't keep. Thank you for your holy word. Now bless us today, Lord. Help us right now to look at you, to gaze upon you as Caleb did, to keep our eyes on Jesus. Even death himself was not a big enough obstacle to keep him in the grave. There's nothing that is formed against us that can prosper when our gaze is upon Jesus. 
Now, friend, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to talk to the Lord right now. Whether you like what you heard or you didn't like what you heard, talk to the Lord and tell him, thank you for saving me. Thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for giving me promises. Talk to the Lord Jesus and let him bless you. You're his son. You're his daughter. He's looking out for you. Look to him and be blessed. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. Hello, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris, thanking you for partnering with me in reaching those who are hurting emotionally, mentally, physically with the healing word. Your prayers and financial help are greatly needed. Please help me reach the lost with the message of God's saving grace and those who are suffering emotionally, mentally, and physically. Go to the Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, and click on The Healing Word. Thank you for your prayers and financial gifts that make The Healing Word outreach possible. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.